Namaste everyone. Welcome to the Charva podcast. This is your host Kushal Nehra. In case you're wondering, uh, so today it was the plan was not to do a monologue. Actually, the plan was to do a podcast with Jared Kimber, but yesterday's IPL final got cancelled and it rained all day in Ahmedabad. So I don't know what's going to happen today. I have no clue whether the match is on time or not. And to be honest, I don't care. and then i decided let me do a monologue so let's get started but before we do that i want to tell you guys about how you can support this podcast as you know this podcast is a member driven podcast so what do i mean when it's a member driven podcast i don't do ad reads why do i not do ad reads is because when you deal with brand what you are supposed to say and what you're not supposed to say indirectly because once you start make working with them you anyways subconsciously start self censoring which is why i try to insulate this podcast by making it a purely member driven podcast or a donation driven podcast where you can give one time donations also so if you want to give one time donations you can do the same on um, fanmo through the tips option or through upi or even on patreon you can go one time give a one time donation and go there or you can sustain and support this podcast through a membership program the membership program has two tiers one is seekers one is speak with me the seekers tier uh, gives you access to the ait amt oit discussion which has covered nine books multiple papers and now we are discussed uh, talking about the rigveda so that's what you get there and then the speak with me tier gets all the benefits of the seekers plus once a month uh, ama we just com- completed the ama yesterday uh, for the month of may so if you join now you can get access to the month of june on top of that you get the entire valmiki ramayana verse by verse chapter after chapter and now right now we are working on the manusmriti you can also buy merchandise by going on kadakmerch.com under the creator tab you can look at charvak podcast or you can go to kushalmehra.com/shop and you can place your orders directly unfortunately for folks outside india i have no option but the merchandise is only available for people in india now before i start i want to thank all the members who have joined recently so i want to thank them profound here ansh desai shubhankar uh animation what is there abhiram shanbog hitesh jutshi uh sml nandakishor joshi jay raval tushar gupta yaramilli saikat prashant thakur there are some of you who joined on patreon too so pranay roy shobit singh neha bhale amit mayank sarup Om Patel, and on Fanmo too, we had a few new members. So Ankit, Jay, Jay, Vishwas, Gaurav, Amay, thank you very much for uh, supporting the Charvak podcast. So now that I have uh, dealt with all of that, so how does the monologue go? As always, I will speak for a while, and if you have any. Um, 
questions, you can use uh, two options to ask your questions over here. First is the super chat option. So you can use the super chat and uh, I'll answer all of them uh, immediately. Or if you want to use the Fanmo option, I think if you ask a question via Fanmo, you get a few more words. I don't care. You can use the Super Chat or Fanmo. So those are the two options available to you. I will speak for not more than 25, 30 minutes. And then I will just look at your questions. And if there are no questions, I'll just wrap it up. And I will go and eat my dinner and be happy ever after. All right. So today's topic is called How Do We Teach History? Now, let us be very clear. This is different from... A monologue I had done a long time ago, which was called How Do We Judge Historical Figures? Now, that was very different from this. Uh, that was, that was, I think, a year ago. Yes, I had spoken about that a year ago. So in case you guys want to watch that, I will leave a link for all of you in the live stream comments. So I've just, this is the old monologue, which I had done a year ago, which was titled, How Do We Judge Historical Figures? This was more that uh, where, where I had shared my views about, there are historical figures, we read about them. How do we go about judging them? How, how do we make a judgment call about them? And my views were there. Today, I'm not talking about, today, I'm literally talking about how do we teach history, right? History as a subject, history as, as a process itself how do we get about teaching it to others now the first thing that we should look at when we talk about history as a subject itself is a lot of times i don't know if you guys i mean i i know this song uh, i always use this song as the perfect analogy when i try to answer to everyone the importance of reading history or learning history itself and learning history in a particular way and there is no one way to teach history so let's be very clear. There is a famous song. Uh, I don't know if you guys know this song, but I mean, I should paraphrase famous in my view. But uh, it was called Sikandar Porus Se Ki Thi Ladai Jo Ki Thi Ladai To Mai Kya Karu. This was a very old song uh, from, uh, I don't know the name, name of the movie. I'm not going to play the movie uh, song over here because uh, they are crazy people who do copyright strikes. But uh, I'll I'll share the screen for you guys can go and listen to the song. The, the basic premise of the song was that, yeah, okay, Sikandar and Porus did a fight. So they did a fight. What am I supposed to do? I don't care about it. This is just a, a, a satire on... Why is history important? I don't care. Like there's a bunch of children who are saying, that the Kauravas and Pandavas, yeah, they fought with each other. So what am I supposed to do? I don't care. So let's first start. Why is teaching history important? Like what is the aim itself when of uh, teaching you about events from our past. I think that's a very underrated question that people don't realize because history as a subject for an overwhelming majority of human beings pretty much ends after a certain level. Because when you go into higher education, like college or something like that, or university, if you're outside India, in India, we call it college. 
I think outside India, you guys call it either school or university. After a while, if you're not a history major or you're not someone who is into history as a subject itself, you don't read about it. You don't care about it. You just move on in your life. And even as far as book reading is concerned, most people are into fiction. They're not into hardcore history reading as, as it is. So the question that naturally comes is then why, why should history be taught at school? And I am of the camp that believes history should be taught at school. Uh, and the reason history should be taught at school is very simple, that we are all a product of our past. We have everything that we have done every action that we take, every response that we give, uh, whether it's at a personal level, whether it's at a larger city level or at a state level or at a society level or at the level of humanity, is basically built on the efforts of people from the past. I don't know if you remember the analogy I had given during the monotheistic blind spot of imagine you are born in a train and the train is just running on a track. And you're just born in it. So that track is your history. A history of the cumulative deeds or efforts or whatever word you want to do use over here of your ancestors. The ancestors at the level of Homo sapiens, your ancestors at the level of your fellow countrymen, if you are a modern product, your ancestors at the level of your building or your area, whatever. You know, there are people who live in like 100-year-old buildings. Now, you must be wondering how, why haven't they fallen? Well, you should not be living in a 100-year-old building, but some people do. I mean, those odd cases. But I'm just stating it as in, let's say you are in you know a particular area. And that area has, ha, has been pretty much there for a long time. Let's say you're a citizen of Varanasi. It's a very old, living, breathing city. A lot of things you do in Varanasi, you may not even subconsciously realize, it's just because somebody 500 years ago, 600 years ago, must have just taken a random decision about your life. So the reason history has to be taught is that when we know about history, about events, about happen, what had happened in the past, we can actually take better educated decisions today. We can learn a lot of valuable life lessons when we are taught history. We, If you don't teach kids history at school because they find it boring, you're actually robbing them from a very important lesson or a process of growing up. If we are not taught, I mean, the famous adage, right? Uh, uh, history repeats itself and those who don't learn from history are, are condemned to repeat it, blah, 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 kind of stuff. It's very important. That's why I, I wanted to, you know, nip this in the bud that teaching history is very important. The subject is not up for debate whether you should or should not teach history. You should teach history. You have to teach history. There is no choice. It's a compulsion. It's a compulsory subject. Every child growing up has to be taught history. That's not up for debate. So what is up for debate then? Now, what is up for debate is what gets taught and how it gets taught. So that is a very important question. So when I tweeted this out today, I said the second most important point was how do we decide what needs to be taught 
and what needs to be omitted. This is the quintessential problem, right? For example, recently, if I don't know if you guys have been following the news that there has been a reduction of the syllabus in India. Uh, the reasons given by the government of India is that after COVID, uh, students and their learning capacity has distinctly fallen down. And this rationalization of the curriculum, which has happened not just in history, it has happened in every single area. Some, uh, some uh, omissions are deeply problematic, but that's not the aim of this uh, monologue. So I'm not going to go there. But the point is that you cannot teach everything from our past. Not only can you not teach everything from our past, even about the thing, things that you're going to teach people, you're going to pick and choose. You're going to, let's say, for example, this entire debate about what should be taught in India from an Indian perspective is such a charged process where before the BJP came into power, you know, there were X number of pages given to the Mughal. After the BJP has come to power, the number of pages given to the Mughals have reduced. And those pages, while the Mughals have not been completely omitted, you have given some extra space to other dynasties of India. Maybe, uh, let's say if dynasty X was given two paragraphs, now maybe they could be given five paragraphs. The Mughals maybe were given nine pages. I'm just creating hypotheticals here. You can reduce the number of pages given to the Mughals by, let's say, four overall and in those four pages you can add those uh, other characters of our history so that people can relate to it and i actually fundamentally agree with that uh, the 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 sentiment the sentiment that in a plural democracy like india in a plural society like india it is very important that communities get their uh, representation in form of historical heroes. So, for example, Birsa Munda. I think kids should know more about Birsa Munda. Just, I'm just using this one example. Again, I don't want to say that Mughal, we should not be taught about the Mughals. I actually believe we should be taught about the Mughals. We should be taught about Ashoka too. Now, let's take these two historical uh, figures as an example. I don't want to use Aurangzeb because I don't want to give credence to uh, you know, this attempt of normalizing uh, Aurangzeb, which has been attempted by a certain section of Indian intelligentsia, I think it's disgusting. I think it's grotesque. My views on uh, Akbar are uh, slightly more nuanced. I, I, I am not, uh, I believe there were different shades of Akbar. So yes, um, you could have A type of Akbar and you could also have the Dine Ilahi B type of Akbar. So it's not a big deal. I think uh, there the nuance has to be appreciated. But on Aurangzeb, there is no nuance. The man was barbaric. But like I said, what needs to be taught and what needs to be omitted is fine. But the most important is point three. Should we omit some truths if they tarnish the image of cherished figures from our past? Now, this is a very sensitive subject. That how do we portray historical characters? And I think Ashoka is a very interesting debate there. Now, we were taught about Ashoka in a certain way in our school. Ashoka the Great, Ashoka did this, Ashoka did that. 
but ashoka had a dark side to him uh if you guys don't know about that dark side of uh, ashoka i would uh, recommend uh, you to read you know a very interesting uh, article um or uh, you can read sanjeev sanyal's book the on how the indian ocean shaped uh, history uh and a long time back i think it was in 2015 sanjeev had written this article in in swarajya magazine it was called uh, ashoka the not so great um, i would recommend all of you to read this article the link is there on the top of your screen uh that i am not a history major i'm not a history nerd i don't read a lot of history so i did not know about this side of ashoka full disclosure i did not know about this so when i started to know about these things that ashoka did these things it was uh, you know it came out of nowhere for me because i had the standard image of ashoka so which leads us to the larger question that why were these facets of ashoka omitted and should we omit a lot of these things about historical figures because many times you will you will hear these arguments given that if you mention x uh if you mention y you know and then people will start looking at them with a certain hatred or not i believe you're robbing first of all that mindset of not teaching people because uh, one of the biggest reasons uh, mughal history is not taught and it's kind of whitewashed in india is comes from a very condescending view towards the hindu community especially in india that if they do this you know the hindu community of india would react adversely towards the the muslim community today and they will say it's actually you who have done this i think you are great doing great disservice to the hindu community and actually you are having a very low opinion of the muslim community in india uh, i don't know what the mughals have to do with the current muslim community i have never understood that but apparently a lot of people think like that so now back to ashoka now what what if people knew ashoka did a lot of bad things like killing his family members so the so called pacifist image of ashoka is actually i think pretty much a lie so why are we taught a lie why do we need to create these false fictions about historical figures is it necessary why do we have such a patronizing view of uh, of our children towards our children do we think our children need to be mollycoddled and told uh, so many things that uh, i don't know i, I just think if you if you ask me we should not omit any facet of a personality of a historical figure it doesn't matter if it's shivaji it doesn't matter if it is uh, ashoka it doesn't matter who the person is you should tell the story of the person the way that person was it is the moral responsibility of someone who designs a curriculum to tell children especially young children what a historical figure was and did you on one hand people say we should not judge you know people from the past using current moral standards but when we design our curriculum 
these very same people who give this argument to save the Mughals every time or with Ashoka, they literally are doing the very same thing by whitewashing the record and, you know, selectively quoting things. You're actually doing a grave disservice to children. You're teaching them lies. You should teach a child what a historical character did, no matter what. For example, under the Peshwas, you know there are historical uh, instances of uh, certain communities being forced to wear a spittoon under their neck. Deeply casteist idea. Because what if their spit falls on the street and... And the, the, the road apparently is becoming impure, according to some. Should we not teach all those things? Especially on the record of uh, discrimination of our past. We omit these things by practicing negationism. I have said this many times. India practices two main negationisms. One is the negationism of the record of Islamism in India by not showing what the Muslim rulers of India actually did, the kind of economic damage they caused to India, the income disparity under the Mughals actually increased a lot. The rich kept on getting richer, the poor. I mean, there are research, uh, there's a lot of research done on this, on historical uh, economical trends under the Mughals. Secondly, Hindu society did terrible things even before the advent of Islam and Christianity. When you don't teach children about those bad things that we did to our own people by omitting. Like I said, if the right wing of India, so-called right wing, I don't believe they are rightists, they are just nativist leftists. But if they had their way, they would omit the record of caste in India. If they, certain they. And the left has always had a stranglehold. So they only talk about the caste. In fact, they, uh, at times they twist it and exaggerate it. But by and large, they never had a problem with the caste bit, but they completely whitewashed the record of, let's say, Islam in India. They should not. The only place where, uh, you know, uh, I think the Indian left and non-left seems to be having a consensus and does not like to omit things is on the record of the British in India. I mean, on their record, I think we can um, pretty much uh, have a gentleman's agreement. Both the Indian non-left and left have no worries about shitting on the British and what they did to us. I think we should come to a gentleman's agreement on other topics as well. So, like I said, the third question was very important that should we omit some truths if they tarnish the image of cherished figures from the past? I think the answer is an unequivocal no. We should teach history. We should teach these things about our historical characters the way they did it. Doesn't matter if somebody's sentiments are hurt. It doesn't matter if somebody feels bad about it, uh, you could have had a great image about uh, person X. You could have had a great image about person Y. It doesn't matter. You should get over these things. It also, when you teach the flaws of historical figures, 
it actually gives you the ability and the capacity to handle nuance far better than in most cases you actually become more plural in your brain you can handle complexity better if you show shades of a person so do not support such things where because character a is someone you like you don't want them to be criticized in the history text you should be able to digest it and learn from it the fourth point that i wanted to talk about was should history be taught along with moral philosophy now this is more about the realm of ethics and uh, morality which i had covered in my previous monologue on how do we judge historical figures but it is very important because history is not just about you know telling this happened that happened history is also about teaching you to learn from the mistakes of the past or to learn from the victories of the past when you teach history as a moral philosophy lesson you create better human beings when you teach history of the bad things that were done by the moguls or the hindus in their past you actually teach the current generation that they messed up please don't mess up today they did many bad things please don't do bad things today so i believe history is itself a moral philosophy class in many ways so history has to be taught along with moral philosophy you teach so you teach so many good lessons in history to young impressionable minds that we don't even imagine the impact these things have i mean look at india indian secularism is a direct result of the grotesque negation of the record of islam in india and it has created so many minds that actually bought it hook line and sinker i am a secularist i've actually made done a monologue on why we need secularism in india but what we have in india is not secularism it's negationism of of a record of islamism in india if india was truly secular india would not have these nonsensical systems that we do so we should teach everything is my whole point and we should mix history in moral philosophy lessons and the last is what are the best tools that we can use to sift through all the information when it comes to learning about our past now this is the most important bit and this is going to be the last segment history is taught at multiple levels and we are all you know designed and wired to respond to history in different ways now there might be some people you know who just like to read the the rc majumdar 11 volume series you know history of india kind of you know 11000 pages where just keep on reading 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 you know those are the vikram sampath kind of people you know who will go through the mughal court records and they just read they just have the mental ability to read through those things there might be some people who who read only vikram's books which are just you know narrations of that but today we are living in a very lucky time where we just don't have the written way we also have the spoken way of teaching history you have youtube you have podcasts like amazing uh, podcasts like hardcore history by dan carlin and many other podcasts that actually uh, teach history in a beautiful way so 
when you are trying to learn about your past and when you are trying to be a student of history i would highly recommend that you try a mixed method that's what i do like i i started off reading history in a very boring bare bones sort of a way where i would just pick up primary sources and just go on reading them go on reading them so i read the chachnama babarnama and all those things but after a while i realized you know i was not retaining a lot of it i was being burnt out and uh, it was not fun anymore so which is why most people don't read history in that sort another major way of showcasing history but the problem is that a lot of fiction actually uses historical instances when they talk about it but i do understand fiction has a huge role to play but i think the biggest contribution when you can learn history i think in the in the coming future is going to be through youtube where you have good channels coming up and teaching you great uh, ways of learning history you also have amazing podcasts these days like i said hardcore history and these are all good 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 resources that you should use when you learn history but the most important tool to have when you are reading history is you have to be skeptical always be skeptical every time you read about someone a historical character if you are not reading the primary source material always read the opposing view it doesn't matter because we are all mentally primed to like things that comfort us so when we read about let's say savarkar just today i read a very interesting long form essay that was published uh, in the front line in the hindu on savarkar this is the one i'm talking about i'll share the link for all of you again on the screen it's called it was titled vinayak damodar savarkar fountain head of fundamentalism in india b j mohan has written this it was published may 28 2023 i want you guys to go and read this and when you read this you will realize what i am trying to say and then i want you to go and read vikram sampath you you will understand what has happened here in this essay because this essay is it you'll take around half an hour to read this essay by the way and i want to read an excerpt from this essay so the author of this essay says savarkar was a fundamentalist in a word he was a quote hindu wahhabi his was a nationalist fundamentalism borrowing the concept of a hindu nation from indian antiquity he constructed a fundamentalist movement around it savarkar was the first homegrown fundamentalist thought to emerge on indian soil he was the father of hindu fundamentalism fundamentalism always pins its faith blindly on whatever conceptual core it has appropriated from a tradition it rejects all other variants of the same tradition or tries to adapt them also to suit its ends this is exactly what wahhabism does and its followers present themselves as reformers too so did savarkar and this is how he assumed the identity of a reformer fundamentalists in general are aggressively fanatical believers in their cause as a result they are unmatched in their obduracy they flinch neither from killing nor dying for their ideology 
therefore they might face severe persecution for their beliefs or actions they may even bravely endure torture however their sacrifice and bravery are not admirable in any way very interesting and then he goes on to say i am thoroughly disgusted by savarkar even while retrieving his picture from the internet for this essay i could not help feel bitter and revolted however i do not consider savarkar a coward nor do i suspect the power of his personality savarkar is not a conservative he is in fact the deadliest venom india has ever produced he is the fountain head of fundamentalism in india this is why i am allergic to him to the venom what that savarkar was we only find an antidote in gandhi that explains why savarkar's invisible hand was involved in the assassination of gandhi all said and done i believe our nation still stands indicted for gandhi's murder and he says more things but just think about it he talks about fundamentalists right fundamentalists in general are aggressively fanatical believers in their cause hmm who was a fanatical believer in the cause of pacifism who was it it was the same guy this gentleman talks about as an antidote to savarkar isn't it amazing this is why i say reading different views is very important i had a great time reading this essay now you could say kya mila aapko ye padh ke torture hona chahiye torture hona zaruri hai padhna zaruri hai agar aap padhoge nahi to aapko ye perspective hi nahi pata chalenge and if you don't get these alternative perspectives your arguments are not going to be better if you want to sharpen your arguments you have to have the tool of reading multiple viewpoints if you don't read multiple viewpoints you are robbing yourselves of the growing process as a human being now some of you might say who cares sanuki i don't want to be a better human being blah 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 suit yourself i don't care but if you really want to become better in your scholarship if you really want to become better in in your opinions first of all you should not have many opinions but secondly if you decide to have an opinion on one subject the least you should do is try to read multiple points of view because if you don't read multiple points of view especially when it comes to a, a subject like history you are actually not even having the proper tools in your arsenal that are needed to analyze and talk about something as complex as history history will always be written with a bias the reason i chose this essay on savarkar was that eventually the bias of the commentator was clearly shown there which is why you need to read multiple versions when you study a subject and that is the best tool that you can have in your arsenal because if you go on reading one version all the time the eventual road ends in nazi germany if you keep reading only one version 24 by 7 i'm not saying that there is no one true version don't get me wrong there is one true version but still it's very important to read multiple versions in history 
because if you did not do that you would think ashoka was the greatest pacifist and the mughals never did any harm or even if they did harm it was just political or you would think hindus never did any casteist atrocity on certain castes and people in their own society it depends on which block you sit in you sit in the caste denialist block you sit in the islamism denialist block you will never be exposed to the reality of your society whether it's your society or whether it's any society we have flaws history to me and these will be my passing words then i'll look at if there are any questions if there are no questions i'll wrap it up history to me is just at a glimpse of the record of our ancestors and you just cannot have a past which has no flaws if you living today are flawed it includes me i am a flawed human being too we are all flawed if we are all flawed living today to have an expectation of being flawless in the past is just stupid and naive you are robbing children when you don't show the flaws of your ancestors you are lying to them you are doing the most gross and unethical thing that you could do with a human being so last word history should be taught in the most bare bones objective way just let the kids know what happened and trust them to handle the truth the truth is complex and you should not rob the children of that process i'll end it over here i'll go through the comments if there are no questions i will wrap up today's monologue you can once again if you have questions you can ask your questions on fanmo or through the super chat i will also go through the random comments of uh, the the viewers later on but i'll start with the super chat so someone has said in the super chat speaking of complexity how should i judge a person whose ideologies i don't believe in marxism communism but whose intentions i believe were very true and who fought and died for people um decent human being bad ideas well, how are you supposed to judge uh, i don't want to misunderstand you so let me try and steal man your intention of the question and then hopefully i have steal man your intent right i have understood your intent behind the question so what you are saying is that in your life or in your process of reading or whatever you come across people whom you may like but you don't agree with their overall philosophy so how would you go about judging them is i am assuming that is the intention behind uh but first of all you should develop a, an objective morality tool and this is something that i dealt in detail in my previous monologue a year ago how do we judge historical figures first of all you have to start with the assumption that morality is objective it's complex it doesn't mean it's not objective complexity is not mere uh, an excuse for relativism complexity is just an admission of it is what it is and now we try to find the best possible objective standard so when 
you meet a marxist at a personal level you should look at the person as a larger human being so historical characters are very different from people you meet in current life right historical characters are you only know about a historical character through either what somebody else wrote about them or what they themselves spoke or wrote and that's about it imagine how you're going to judge people 100 years down the line in the age of social media imagine what people are going to do when i am going to die in assuming the average age is 70 i'm going to die in another 30 years after i am dead 30 years beyond that if somebody writes something about me and that someone goes through my twitter handle imagine what are they going to write about me because my twitter handle i don't even showcase 1% of my personality so when you are judging historical figures you have to have that understanding in fact the way we are going one of the most serious threats to history writing and especially writing about figures from the past 100 years down the line is going to be what the hell social media has done to people because social media only incentivizes shock and jock behavior 100 years down the line when people are going to look at uh, you as a historical figure if you were a shock jock you're going to be judged okay so you're talking about che guevara again the man had some really horrible ideas the man caused a lot of problems so if you were going to judge che guevara you have to look at the amount of lives he benefited and the amount of lives that suffered because of him and if the number of lives who suffered are way more than the number of lives he benefited you have your answer there uh, i think your user handle is labrat that's your answer but think about it if che guevara was born today and you were judging him based on his books his facebook posts his tweets and his youtube and instagram imagine just imagine how would you judge them it's way easier to judge historical figures from the past it is going to be so much tougher to judge historical figures in today's age 100 years down the line oh we are screwed okay varun please do a session with abhijit ayer mitra in which you discuss ancient technology do it on navy this time i'll run it through abhijit i can't guarantee anything i mean it depends on whether he wants to discuss it or not i can't assure you i can run it through abhijit i can ask him if he wants to do it if he wants to do it i'm more than happy to talk about it with him hmm gora why can't prophet muhammad be criticized for having slaves and promoting slavery but bombard criticism hate freely on lord ram well because gorov we have created these blind spots like i said we we want to negate uh, uh the record of historical figures is because there are repercussions for this so if you talk about prophet muhammad or certain other historical figures uh there are repercussions 
like rioting and stuff like that i believe every historical figure including prophet muhammad should be objectively analyzed there is nothing wrong in it um i personally don't see any problem in it but the intent of the person doing that also matters if the intent is you know just to hurt sentiments and rile them up then that person should not be taken seriously does that per- should that person have the right to do it yeah they should i don't care about that but it i won't take that person seriously but i don't care i think every historical figure whether it's jesus ram krishna mohammed um even modern day gurus i think everybody is up for a debate and discussion i don't care if somebody's uh, sentiments are hurt because i think hurt sentiments are not a valid argument if you ask me personally i i don't buy the hurt sentiments argument i think people should have a discussion in fact you know islamic literature is very open about discussing prophet muhammad and his views because what are the hadith in the seera right they are the sayings of the prophet so the muslims themselves historically were very open about talking about the prophet themselves so why can't we that's my whole point ancient muslims were very open minded in that sense they wrote everything about their prophet i think that that should not be a problem but today we have such a charged atmosphere that uh, you know what do you do but i think the intent of the person matters a lot that is the most important point what i what i am always wary of is the intent of the person if you don't have the the correct intent and uh and your intent is just to create a ruckus and just to rile people up because you are hurt uh that your cherished figure was mocked then i don't care that person i won't take seriously but you know at a at a serious academic level i do believe that historical figures should be discussed we should not spare anyone nobody should be spared doesn't matter who that person is i don't care but what i see is that most of the times the people who do this don't have the intention of you know being scholarly the intention is not scholarly the intention is just to rile things up so somebody has left a super chat but no question sadhak drishti so i guess no question okay lab rat but how does one che know how many lives will be benefited destroyed by one's policy in the future doesn't honest intent and dying for your intent matter i am very confused please help now that's a very good question i actually appreciate your question um now if you want to decide what was the intent of that particular person you will have to look at why they were doing what they were doing and even if their intent let's assume was good but if their idea was batshit crazy 
वट यू कैन से इज मे बी बंदा अच्छा था मगर आइडिया बहुत घटिया था काइंड ऑफ अ थिंग लाइक गुड मैन बट वेरी शिटी आइडियाज इज ऑल आई कैन आई कैन से इन माई व्यू आई मीन बट हाउ डू यू डिसाइड द इंटेंट इज अ वेरी कॉम्प्लेक्स इश्यू इंटेंट का डिसाइड करना बहुत आसान नहीं होता थोड़ा थोड़ा मुश्किल होता है सो आई मीन यू वुड हैव टू मेक द केस ऑफ यू नो दैट हिस्टोरिकल पर्सन एंड दैट हिस्टोरिकल पर्सन इंटेंट बींग एक्स वाई जी ओके लेट्स सी अदर लाइव चैट questions in the meantime i i did not see any question pop up in the fanmo page so there i think i've covered it all let's go forward you can ask your super chat because the super chats pop up at a separate page while i look through the entire stream views so somebody has asked how, why does the left uh, not appreciate the contributions of savarkar and just identify him by the mercy petition when raja ramun roy wrote letters he celebrates english rule well it's very simple everybody has their preconceived biases why why did i read that essay uh, by jemun that bit in the essay because when you judge historical characters it's very important for you to while having an objective moral baseline also uh, have a very clear cut version of the past and you should develop a conscious system where you check your biases the reason i shared this particular one is that the writer has clearly been very open uh, about their biases so i guess the short answer to your question my dear friend is people are biased mm. in the formative years it is not easy to appreciate that recorded history is a perspective and that there could be other viewpoints unless children can disagree and question is it not dangerous no i think you can create a standardized model of history i don't agree that there can be no standard model of history i just think in india history was uh, the narration of history uh, is laced with biases on all sides and we don't care for our children if we cared for our children this problem would not have come whether it's the left or the non left they don't care for the children the only motto of the left and the non left in india is very simple agenda uncha rahe hamara that's all the motto is why are we taught all religions are same somebody has asked well that is the non monotheistic blind spot because non monotheistic religions are built with a system of mutual respect and in that system of mutual respect you are literally taught that you know all gods 
are kind of legit. You see what I'm saying? And if you have that system, you can't do much about it, right? So you have to live with that system. It's it's a genuine problem that a lot of Hindus have, where they say, you know, all religions are the same, and then you ask them, same how? And they don't they don't have an answer for that. So we can't do much. Abhijit's view is to teach school history for nation building while college history for objective understanding your opinion. I actually agree because uh, initially you need grand narratives once those grand, but it's very important while you're teaching grand narratives, those grand narratives for a society as plural as India, they should be, I forgot, I don't need uh, the audio reference, just a creature of habit. I still had my headphones on. So when you are a Indian society is very diverse and plural our history should reflect that diversity and plurality because our grand narrative has to reflect that plurality so we have to be very careful about nation building because we cannot build a nation in a monotheistic way where there is one prophet one god we have to have multiple gods multiple heroes multiple prophets that kind of a system should we teach uh, our kids about the horrific deeds of medieval Christianity like the Salem witch trials? I think these things come later on because eventually, you know, when kids are taught religion, it is just a milk toast, feeble version of religion. So if you are going to teach all religions are nice, I honestly believe it. You're just lying to children that when you say all religions are peaceful, they just say nice things. Religions say horrible things, all of them. So I don't know. <laughs> if you ask me, I would say no. But uh, I think we should not teach because uh, eventually most of you are religious people. So by Samalke, be careful what you wish for. Because you cannot say that you can only teach the bad sides of Christianity and not the bad sides of Islam and everything. As a disbeliever, I got no complaints over there. But the choice is yours. Mm. looking for other questions do you think Indian philosophy should be taught both Aztec and Nastic yes after grade 9 I had long time ago I had shared this essay on the importance of teaching philosophy to kids in school from grade 9 onwards I think a little bit of philosophy should be taught to school kids uh, kids will actually benefit a lot hmm So what do you have to say about fact checkers? This is a very good question. I appreciate this question. I think I had said this in the Surat Lit Pest in one of my panels with uh, Padmaja Joshi and a couple of others where I had made the statement that the existence of fact checkers is a proof that your um, journalists have failed you. The journalists did not do their job of representing events the way they happened and fact checkers had to come in i think uh, <laughs> that's all i can say fact checkers were not needed they should not have been there but what do you do 
सो पिकाचू मैन सुपर चैट आई फेल्ड इन हिस्ट्री स्कोर एट आउट ऑफ हंड्रेड शाबाश वाह नाउ आई नो अ लॉट थैंक्स टू यू गाइस सो इज इट रियली नेसेसरी इट इज वेरी नेसेसरी यू हैव टू लर्न हिस्ट्री इन स्कूल बिकॉज नॉट एवरीबडी माइट गेट लकी एंड लर्न दीज थिंग्स लेटर ऑन वॉट इफ दे डोंट सो इट्स वेरी इंपॉर्टेंट टू लर्न हिस्ट्री शर्मा गेडन आर्मा गेडन सुना था अभी शर्मा गेडन भी है डिविजन ऑफ हिस्ट्री एंड बुक रिकमेंडेशन फॉर ईच प्लीज बिगिनर इंटरमीडियरी एंड एडवांस प्लीज है सेपरेट पॉडकास्ट ऑन इट टू थैंक यू लुक आई हैव गिवन बुक रिकमेंडेशन मल्टीपल टाइम्स इफ यू वॉन्ट टू डू अ बिगिनर लेवल यू शुड रीड यू नो बेस लेवल बुक्स बाय आर सी मजुमदार लाइक एंशियंट इंडिया एंड स्टफ लाइक दैट इट्स अ छोटा सा बुक If you want to do intermediary, then you read Vikram Sampath, R. C. Majumdar, the books of R. C. Majumdar, Sita Ram Goel, and Ramila Thapar also. And if you want to do advanced level, then just read the history of Indian people or all primary sources. So I hope that answers your question. But damn, eight out of hundred in history, I still can't get over that. Bap <laughs> re. Mm. How much percentage of opinion is accepted in history? Given the primary source of history rarely quoted, listen. This is my biggest problem with history. I believe history, especially in school and college, should not be taught as an opinion. Like this essay had so much opinion. History should be taught. you know why i appreciate vikram sampath people think i'm biased to vikram sampath because vikram is my friend no i actually appreciate the scholar vikram sampath way more than anyone else is i read the previous books on savarkar i did vikram is the first person i came across who just shared boss ye savarkar ne kiya this is what he said this is what he did this is this this is this you make your own judgment Vikram did not tell me to judge Savarkar in his books two volumes I don't like this idea of having opinions inside history you I find it deeply condescending when somebody tries to share his opinion when he's teaching or she's teaching me history I don't need your freaking opinion just tell me what they said I will draw my own conclusions I trust my intelligence So if to answer your question opinions should not have a space there we should not need it e that's literally the username's name it's not how we won or also we have to learn how and how why we lost if we don't improve ourselves we will repeat them in a bad way yes i agree from a strategic perspective especially like if you don't know war history you're going to lose all the time i agree i 100% agree with you mm. is godse a decent human being with bad ideas i don't know godse the human being there is literally no historical record of what godse thought as a human being other than bits and bobs over here my assessment of godse is only this he was a murderer and he deserved to go to jail it ends there that's all i will say about godse i'm not a fan of godse and nothing people say will convince me 
and he was a pretty shitty planner too i mean uh, what's my evidence vikram sampat savarkar volume 2 pretty shitty planner too why do we promote gandhi abroad well the reason we uh, promote gandhi abroad is because that's the one thing that sells the most abroad so hum bhi usko choose rahe hain hum bhi bech rahe hain aur kya kare jo bikta hai hum bechte hain bhaiya okay one more super chat i was pissed though some ars hole scored 6.5 i scored the second lowest matlab ye kaun tha jo tumse bhi nikhid tha and what about the biases taught in history teachers were leftist too which is why i said you have to check which is why i say you you do such a gross disservice to india imagine what every indian child goes through when they read the history of the moguls in india you go to school and think moguls were some benevolent people and then you come back home on your if you're a hindu your parents say nahi wo to gandu tha it is traumatizing for those children kya kare magar koi solution bhi to nahi hai na kare kya Sharma Gadden one word for the indian grand narrative or one phrase if you had to define it as per you or any other person that has the right idea about it you can't give one word answers your expectation of having a one word answer itself is unfair i reject such expectations somebody asks is hitler an example of a bad human being with bad ideas yes aurangzeb also बाप रे कितने लोग स्पैम करते हैं स्टोरी ऑफ माय लाइफ बीइंग स्पैम्ड ऑन माय ओन लाइफ स्ट्रीम इंटेंट अलोन डजेंट मैटर पाथ मैटर्स इन सम केसेस दुर्योधन से इंटेंट राजा बनना था पर उसके रास्ते गलत थे तो वो विलेन ही होगा उसको हीरो नहीं कह सकते थॉट्स yeah but i was not making a moral morality judgment on that person na but the intent the question of that question at that time was about how do we judge che guevara so on that point the question was about his intent so i can only answer based on the question so intent has to matter in that context right please do a podcast with adit on ipl and wtc yes we are doing a podcast on ipl abhi aaj to final khatam hoga na bhai to wednesday ko ipl ki podcast karenge and 6 tarikh ko wtc chalu ho raha hai na to 5 tarikh ko hum log wtc ki dedicated podcast karenge Indian history is full of biases no you will be surprised how many biases creep into other countries and their the way the history is taught over there too
So somebody has asked, is Ladega fact checker improving the quality of information dissemination? No, I didn't say that. I just said one thing. The reason fact checkers exist is because the media failed to do its job. That was not a commentary on what that person does. I just said what the reason why fact checking. I don't care. I don't read alt news. I don't need alt news in my life. प्राइमरी रिसोर्स क्या होगा प्राइमरी रिसोर्स का मतलब होता है जैसे अगर आप मुगल्स के ऊपर स्टडी कर रहे हो सो आप उनके कोर्ट हिस्टोरियंस यू कैन रीड द कोर्ट हिस्टोरिकल डॉक्यूमेंट्स ऑफ द मुगल हिस्टोरियंस स्टफ लाइक दैट डायरेक्ट दैट इज कॉल्ड प्राइमरी रिसोर्स Zishan Khan says very good podcast but i can assure you indians are extremely sensitive and easily offended so not everything can be openly discussed and published not in india uh yes i understand where you're coming from but um, can you uh, teach the dark side of churchill in england can you i doubt it there'll be a lot of resistance there too again you know we we assume that uh, you know we are some unique species and we are overly sensitive हमने भी बहुत झेला है इंडियंस हैव टेकन अ लॉट इन देयर लाइफ सो इट्स लेट्स नॉट बी सो कॉन्डेसेंडिंग समबडी सेज आई गॉट 83 इन सोशल साइंस इन 10th स्टेट बोर्ड वेरी गुड आज जेठालाल जीतेगा कि अयर सो आई एम अज्यूमिंग यू आर आस्किंग मी गुजरात डोंट केयर बट आई थिंक गुजरात विल विन आई पर्सनली आई थिंक देयर अ बेटर साइड ओवरऑल इफ यू कंपेयर इट प्लेयर बाय प्लेयर ओवरऑल होलिस्टिकली सोमक व्हाट वाज योर क्वेश्चन आई डोंट नो व्हाट योर क्वेश्चन वाज भैया Oh yeah, what are some good sources to read Ambedkar? Well, just the best source so much is volumes and speeches of Ambedkar. You can just pick up his volumes and speeches and read them. They're easily available. All volumes and speeches of Ambedkar are available. You read his books, or Ambedkar has written his books himself. Just read his books. okay what else is there i think it took all the super chat questions yes i have miracles have happened 2.5 crore people are watching ipl live do you think if involved this kind of view it will help or players will crumble down in pressure like bangladesh team i don't know really don't know did bhagat singh actually believe in marxism i mean he was too young and he must have had some inclinations and fascination with marxist ideals but the most primary influence on bhagat singh's life was the arya samaj if you want to know that can i recommend some books on rajput history i'm not a trained historian you should ask tripur daman singh maybe he can give you answers on twitter tripur daman singh 
he can give you good answers on rajput history i'm not equipped to answer that did i miss any other question british history is full of biases even indian history looks decent in front of it i don't know about that i have not done a comparative analysis so i will not be so confident and make sweeping statements like that but uh, yeah every history written will, will have uh, their biases involved in it have i seen the recent delhi murder case uh, are you talking about the 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 stabbing done recently i i don't have any information on that all i know is that there is some murder and the murderer alleged murderer has been arrested mm. football needs a 83 movement that's how all sports have gained popularity in india bhai i don't watch football <laughs> so i can't answer that <laughs> not just mughal sar ashoka irrespective of religion most rulers in history were the same even ruler till today may have had some good policies made at that time no that again is a very relativistic way of looking at rulers uh, not all rulers were the same uh, aurangzeb uh, was clearly way more barbaric than other mughals so they were not the same and again you are just making stick Uh, analyses and answers which is very typical of uh, you uh, in uh, you know most human beings it's very interesting that you had a very low opinion of indians while you are doing the same thing that you had a very low opinion of but oh well it is what it is to say that all the rulers were from the past were the same no they were not nope sham bhai live kab karenge wo sham bhai ko puchho na mujhe kyun puch rahe ho main ko sham bhai ka agent thod na um napoleon had said that history is a bunch of lies that we have agreed to what is your opinion not really it's not just a bunch of lies history is a lot more than just a bunch of lies that we have all agreed upon i think that's again rhetoric see rhetoric sells so a lot of time you'll hear people using uh, rhetorical language just to make a point i get the intent of napoleon but i don't think so he's right you know these are things that sound nice because rhetoric always sounds nice but honestly boss matlab dum nahi hai baat mein dum nahi hai aisa nahi hota modern history is an amazing process modern history has taught us a lot of things i mean when i say modern history i mean the modern tools that we have developed to write history and understand history is just fantastic to say that it's just you know a bunch of uh, uh rubbish is just it's 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 naive it's naive how much is history compulsory history in school ends at independence should what should be the cut off 1971 1991 and 2000 there should be no cut off i think let's say the nuclear test should be taught as a very historical moment in india's uh, history 
to school kids that when we did the nuclear blasts, the Pokhran tests or stuff like that, or the surgical strikes in the future, that how we responded. I think kids should know about these things. I don't know why uh, we should rob the kids. Mm. Will the new parliament and architect installed in it will influence Indian history? I don't know. We'll only know in time. Mm. Okay, there is no other question. Should we get rid of exam-based methods of history teaching in schools? Better for students to read and write an essay. Indian history is so vast. No, I don't agree. I think the examination bit and remembering historical bits and bobs matters a lot. I don't think... Um, I don't agree with you on that one. I believe we should uh, teach and we should have exams where people do remember key historical elements. I think people have... Uh, a very uh, overrated view of uh, this uh, criticism of rote learning. I think rote learning has its own benefits and we should be very careful in rejecting rote learning completely conceptually. I think history is something that sometimes does need rote learning and your rote learning skills, can only happen when you test them in exams. So I actually don't agree with that. Do you think Abhijit should mock, stop mocking Puha? No, I don't care. Let him mock anything. I mean, God, you guys are so... What a silly question. Hmm... Mm. Mm. Why do you think there was a huge meltdown when the parliament was inaugurated with installation of the single? It was a little shocking to me. There was a huge meltdown is because Indian politics is divided into two camps. One is the camp that denies the civilizational nature of India. So they had a meltdown is because they believe that is... Um, that is imposing something. Like I said, you know, it's so intertwined. Indian secularism is weird. I mean, I don't understand Indian secularism. Why was the single uh, a problem? I, I'm yet to figure that out. I just think they, they hate everything Hindu in India. The Indian left has reduced itself to hating everything Hindu. That's what the Indian left has reduced itself to. I, how do I know? Seriously, I mean, they are so dumb. How can I enter their mind? It is gadhas of the highest order. While referring to primary sources, why do people get different outcomes, conclusions? For example, Srikant Talagiri versus Jidit Nandumuri having different conclusions on Rigvedic tribes and migrations. Because they look at it uh, in a different way, you just have to read and make your own assessment. What do you make of caste pride history that is passed intergenerational through households? I personally think it's very stupid. That's my personal opinion. I have no Khatri pride, if you ask me. Apparently, that's my caste. I have zero Khatri pride. Zero bini negative hoigi patani. Which incident from history do you like reading about the most? Abhi, jo padhe hai, wo padhe hai. 
यानी स्कूल में सबसे टाइम पास इंसिडेंट था शिवाजी ने जब वो कौन था वो अफजल खान था जिसको वो डैगर से मारा था वो वाला किस्सा आई थिंक दैट वॉज द मोस्ट फन आई हैड रीडिंग It was just so dramatic the way it was told to us in our SSE. हम लोग स्टेट सेकेंड मैं एस बोर्ड में गया था जो स्टेट बोर्ड होता है उसमें गया था तो हमारे में वो बताया था दैट वॉज देयर बाकी आई डोंट नो आई मीन डैन कार्लिन हार्ड कोर हिस्ट्री ऑन दैट चंगेज खान आई थिंक दैट वॉज वेरी इंटरेस्टिंग रिसेंटली वो सुन के मजा आया था बट अदर देन दैट ऐसा कुछ मैं कोई बहुत बड़ा हिस्ट्री कॉनसियर नहीं हूँ आई रियली डोंट केयर Do you think Indian National Congress will become the Muslim League? I think they are already Muslim League adjacent. Justin versus Dustin, my pick. Justin, yeah, Dust. Uh, uh, I don't think so. Gechi wins. should kids first be taught about the history of the city town village they live in first and then progress to it should not be one or the other you have to be taught all things simultaneously it's not like a either or if you want to learn or you want to teach someone the complexity it cannot happen without you um being uh, taught either one or the other you should learn everything can you do one podcast debate with some well known trad why i don't want to i don't i'm very clear on the jati varna issue i don't need to debate that no matter what people say i don't see any value in that system so i'm very clear on that that ship has sailed for me i'm not going to change my mind on it jati varna should be annihilated it's a third class system so please don't expect anything from me on that department i have no interest in debating anyone on that hindus did do bad things in their past nobody can convince me on that primary sources clearly indicate about what they have done so trads can say what they want to say the trads will actually agree with me they will say yes these castes deserve to be suppressed so what do i debate them i mean i don't need to debate such people i just need to have disdain for such people can you recommend some books to read on strategy and tactics used in gunpowder europe i don't have any book recommendations on that if there is no if there is so much diversity in perspectives from primary sources how to study them without having bias and get the most right use of it take your time first of all why do you have to have an opinion on everything see this this overarching urge um of having an distinctive and very definitive opinion on everything is something i don't understand ye urge kyon hai aap mein ek what happened to not knowing about most things i live my life not knowing about most things and i'm very comfortable with it how can you know about everything हिस्ट्री में चार पांच सब्जेक्ट पकड़ो उनके ऊपर पढ़ लो बाकी मत पढ़ो बाकी एक जनरल वर्जन ऑफ हिस्ट्री है वो स्कूल में है वो स्टेट का काम है आपको सारा पढ़ के एक अच्छा वर्जन देना 
आप थोड़ी ना स्टेट हो आप स्टेट द प्रॉब्लम इज आपने स्टेट को एक्सक्यूज कर दिया है कि कोई भी बायस घटिया वर्जन दे दो हमको माई पॉइंट इज मेक द स्टेट डू ऑल दीज थिंग्स यू आर नॉट सपोज टू डू दिस यू आर नॉट सपोज टू हैव एन ओपिनियन ऑन एवरी हिस्टोरिकल फिगर द प्रॉब्लम इज सोशल मीडिया इज इंसेंटिवाइज ओवर ओपिनियनेटिंग पता नहीं क्यों Why do women's think of themselves as world conquerors when they are clearly descendants of people who were captured by invaders? I don't know. You'll have to ask them. I'm not one, so how do I answer for somebody else? I don't know. You'll have to ask them. Mm. My thoughts of this on the significance of the Sengol ceremony in the parliament. Look, people need. Uh, stories to cling on to and the story of india is its uh, continuing civilizational memory of a plural society and i think in that sense you cannot rob it of its memory so in that sense it's a very significant and the correct correct move so that's that's my answer people societies are a continuous living breathing system so when you acknowledge these things you actually appreciate those things you actually have a much more cohesive society i think it was a very sensible move on the part of the government to do what it did it doesn't mean our past is amazing and everything is there and we you know that was there was some golden age in the past and we are all corrupted today no and It's about it. Will you ever have uh, Patrick Bet David on the podcast? I, is this the gentleman who is like the value attainment podcast guy? I don't know his name. I'm assuming you're talking about that gentleman. I don't know him, so I mean, I would like to talk to him if I get the opportunity, but I don't know that gentleman, so I don't know. Is my short answer. Janta nahi to kya karu abhi. वो प्रॉब्लम है वट एल्स इज देर ओके हीज फ्रॉम ईरान ओरिजिनली हाँ इंटरेस्टिंग इज साइंस अ बिलीफ सिस्टम नो इट्स अ सिस्टम ऑफ अटेनिंग नॉलेज इट्स नॉट अ बिलीफ सिस्टम okay i think i've covered pretty much everything uh, will you ever speak to david wood apostate prophet i to, to the apostate prophet i spoke a long time back in the past and uh, that's about it david wood i don't know who david wood is uh, i have no idea who david wood is so i can't even answer Uh, oh hang on is this the christian guy who keeps mocking islam or something of that sort that he has a twitter handle something i think this apostate prophet keeps talking to him all the time something of that sort if if correct me if i'm wrong like i don't follow the ex muslim movement at all like there was a time i read their material and i just realized there's just you know copy pasting hitchens dawkins and all the old um uh, 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 arguments of the new atheist movement, and they're just applying it. Uh, 
smack bang on islam because it works perfectly uh, because monotheism is all very much uh, uh, kind of uh, fit in the same way but i genuinely don't find anything uh the ex muslim movement doesn't intellectually attract me i find it very um i don't know stimulating to me i don't learn anything just i just see angry kids over there angry kids who are lashing out that's all i see i mean there are some who are my friends like haris sultan is my friend i talk to haris as a friend but like i'm i don't see the value in the ex muslim movement i wish them well you know may their tribe grow whatever tribe they have but i i just don't see any value to me like when i consume something i have to learn something i don't learn anything so i i rather read a book than watch that ex muslim content and i don't i don't feel uh, the urge of uh, having a conversation either with haris it's i can talk to haris on multiple issues like pakistan pakistani society and stuff like that but with many other ex muslims like i don't I, i just don't feel there's two of them like haris and walid to has gone completely offline but uh, walid and i are still friends we still talk to each other i i have nothing but love and respect for walid when we do with jiska channel hota tha but beyond that like I don't see any value in ex-Muslim movement. Okay, आप लगे रहो, करते रहो, जो कर रहे हो, मेरे को नहीं मालूम. Does the apathy of left historians on hiding most of our history and the government's ineptness on focusing on the right part is making it more and more contentious when history is being corrected? Uh, listen, it's not as simple as that. The left has lost its monopoly. on bollocks so they are going to be you know irritated and on the other side um, you have the non left in india that beyond a few 10 15 people who are actually brilliant can offer you nothing but rhetoric and rubbish on the name of history सो क्या करें अभी यार क्या बोले आपको आई डोंट नो द रीजन इट इज कंटेंशियस इज बिकॉज थिंक लाइक दिस यू हैड अ वॉइस लाइक ग्रिप ऑन समथिंग विच द मार्क्सिस हिस्टोरियंस हैड ऑल दीज इयर्स इन इंडिया स्पेशली आफ्टर नाइनटीन सेवेंटी एंड देन सडनली द कंसेंसिस इज चैलेंज्ड एंड इट इज ब्रोकन वट डू यू थिंक इज गोइंग टू हैपन टू दोज पीपल ऑब्वियसली खिसानी बिल्ली खम्बा नोचे इज गोइंग टू हैपन ना it is natural it is going to happen so right now the marxist kisiani billi is uh, nochoing a lot of khambas that is what is happening okay i think it's almost an hour and 30 minutes so time to wrap it up once again thank you for your super chat questions i appreciate uh, all the other questions also uh this is uh, going to be my last monologue of this month uh, on wednesday which will be the 31st uh, adit and i will talk about the ipl uh, i think kya score hai abhi 108 for 1 in 11.4 overs okay 
Gujarat. I think Gujarat will score 200 plus and I think they'll win. But uh, I wish you all the best. So whichever team you're supporting in the IPL, may that team win. And uh, please keep supporting the Charvok podcast. Once again, if you can become a member of the podcast, you can become a member on Fanmo, on Patreon, on YouTube. Or uh, you can buy the Charvak Podcast merchandise or you can send your donations through UPI. Try to support this podcast through the membership program. The more members I get, the more heterodox I can be, the more I can experiment with content, the more I can challenge everyone intellectually. And also, if you are an audio listener too, go and leave a rating on i you know itunes spotify and whatever audio platforms you are there keep on supporting and uh, i will see you guys all of you next time on the podcast on wednesday with the ipl podcast i mean this all your support matters a lot to me keep keep supporting me thank you very much take care bye